Hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Wilson Sporting Reviews with myself, Haley Wilson, with What the Hales podcast, um, but Wilson Sporting Reviews. We're in week nine. Um, I know I had to take a couple weeks off here and there, but we're back on track. Um, and I'm really excited about today, actually. Um, it's a movie I've never seen before, but it's appropriate to the season that we are entering into. Wink, wink, we're talking about college basketball today, and I'm excited about it. And before we get into that, um, you know, Thanksgiving was last week, and I hope you had a good one. Um, I was in the mountains, so that's always a good time. Um, Despite the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears football game being the worst football game to ever exist, ever, um, we had some good things. Um, You know, the Raiders game against the Cowboys, that was kind of exciting, um, the Purdue, you know, Purdue just smacked, absolutely smacked IU upside the head this weekend, and I don't know if you saw it, but here's your reminder that IU beat, I mean, <clears throat> so sorry, Purdue beat IU 44-7, that's right, 44-7, because IU sucks, can you tell this podcast is by a Purdue student? I don't know, but IU sucks obviously um but you know football season is ending at least college football is ending soon and so that means college basketball we're ready it's here rankings are happening um Purdue is currently ranked third do I think we should be ranked first after Duke beat Gonzaga this week yeah but that's okay. Purdue plays pretty darn well with the chip on her shoulder, and we're going to run with that. And it's going to be a great time. We play Florida State on Tuesday, play Iowa on Friday. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I love Purdue basketball. Being back in Mackey is fantastic. It's a good time. And basketball season, it's November, and it's already extremely exciting. Now, I might be getting very much into it because Purdue is very good this year, but alas is exciting and i'm looking forward to this basketball season so let's talk about this movie that is this week it is the 2006 film glory road now i have never i don't think i've ever maybe i'd seen snippets of this movie but i never knew what movie it was so glory road is based on the 1966 NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship of Texas Western College, which is now University of Texas El Paso, versus the University of Kentucky. Now, why this year of all years? Well, let me tell you. Um, Texas Western College was coached by Don Haskins, and I'll get more into this later, but as Don Haskins was recruiting... He did not care what color of skin his players were. He was just recruiting. He wanted the best. And he didn't have a great budget either. Um, So with that came a lot of people that were being overlooked. And a lot of those players were black athletes because, you know, it's 1965. And, you know, the civil rights movement is alive and well at this point. Um, So there's, there's definitely some statements made in this movie And I am surprised I didn't really know about this situation before I watched this movie. I feel like maybe I've heard about it before, but not to an extent where I could tell you a lot about it. But now I can't. 
So, without further ado, let's discuss Glory Road. So, this movie starts out with a coach, Don Haskins. He's played by Josh Lucas. Um, if you do not, are you not familiar with that name? For my non-sports people, I guess. He's in Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. That is the number one movie that I can identify that he's in. He's in a lot of other stuff, too. Um, he's in Ford versus Ferrari, actually. He's the guy that I hate. Um, but Josh Lucas. He's played by Josh Lucas. And this scene is kind of funny because the way that he's talking to his players makes you think that he's coaching a boys basketball team. He's like, why are you out there playing like a girl? Do you have something in your skirt? Blah, blah, blah. And then it pans. He's literally coaching a girls basketball team. And that's just how he is talking to them which I think is kind of funny, um, but he obviously does a really good job. They win the game, and they seem very, very happy for that he's his coach, or they are his coach. He is their coach. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, so, like, the next scene is him with some important person. You know, the office vibe. You can tell they're an important person. I think they're, like, the dean of the school or whatever. I don't really know, but Don Haskins is asked to be the new men's basketball coach for Texas Western College, which, as I said previously, is now UTEP. Um, he explains how they don't really have a great budget, so he might have to live in one of the dorms with his family. He has a wife and two kids, um, so that's fun. I Later in the movie, they like pan to where they live, and it doesn't really look like a dorm situation. So I don't really know how that worked. Maybe it's like married student housing. If that's still a thing at places currently. Anyways, um, Haskins is talking to him and he just hears this and he goes, well, if this is what it takes to coach Division One basketball, sign me up. Love the attitude. Love the attitude. Now, does he realize how hard it's going to be? Probably not. But that's okay. He's excited. And we're not going to, you know, crush his dreams. Um, he brings one of his assistants with him. I believe that is Mo Iba. Kind of an odd man. Doesn't really look like a basketball coach. Not really sure what his, uh, qualifications are, but alas, he's on the team. Like, the coaching staff, I guess. Um, and then there's this other kind of, like, strange man. He's older. He introduces himself as the spiritual leader of Texas Western College basketball. So... I don't really know what that's about, and I kind of forget his name, but he's this older man that's kind of wandering around with them. So, immediately, they're starting their recruitment. Um, Not a lot of people are interested. They're like, Texas Western? Absolutely not. They're like, oh, University of Texas? And he's like, yeah, in El Paso. And they're like, "Mm, no, I would like to win. Um... A lot of, you know, the biggest competitors of recruitment at this time are Texas and, or not Texas, Kansas and Kentucky and, you know, names that are still big in basketball today also. Um, I mean, this movie was, took place in 1965, 1966, so that's only, what, 50 years ago? No. Oh my gosh, is that 70 years ago? No, it's not. It's 60 years ago. I can't do math. Uh, Yeah. So, it's semi-recent-ish. Is that still considered recent history? What What is considered recent and non-recent? What's the timeline there? Anyways, I am digressing. 
So they start recruitment and he goes to, you know, look at all these players and then he has a very difficult time gathering them because they're not interested, obviously. But then he starts to notice when he visits these schools, a lot of these black athletes are not being utilized to their potential. Incredibly talented, coachable, hardworking, and they're not getting playing time. So the first man that Haskins approaches is Bobby Joe Hill. I believe he's from Texas area, and Haskins approaches him, and Bobby Joe Hill's like, no, I'm done after this. They barely play me now. Why would I go to a school where I'm just going to be, like, your staple black guy? And Haskins is like, I literally don't care about that. I'm going to start you. Like, you're an incredible player. So he eventually jumps on board. So then he goes up to Gary, Indiana. Yeehaw. Gary, Indiana. I don't know if I truly accept that as part of Indiana, but um, for all purposes currently, will accept Gary, Indiana for this movie um, because he gets a couple really good athletes um, in there, including Harry Flournoy. Um, he's actually in the movie. Haskins, like, is driving by his factory that he works at and is, like, trying to get Fornoy's attention. And I don't know. Listen, a white guy driving slowly in his car in Gary, Indiana, trying to get a black person's attention, um, I, too, would not want to talk to him if that was the case. But then Harry comes home, and then Haskins is in his living room talking to his mom, which his mom is a queen. So that works, and then obviously he ends up going to El Paso. So, other ki- um, players that they get Neville Shedd, aka The Shadow, Willie Cager, Willie Worsley, they're all from New York area. So, this lovely recruitment train that um, Haskins has, and he has some guys on the team already, and they're good to be there, and they're chilling, including Armstrong. I forget his first name at the moment, but he's literally, like, from El Paso. Um, And so, he, Haskins is having this conversation with the important man that I probably mentioned earlier that I don't remember his name or his job title. Probably something, probably an athletic director, if I could guess. But he's talking to him. He's like, oh, your recruitment situation. It's very interesting. And Haskins is like, I literally am just trying to find good basketball players. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he was like, well, the boosters might not be very happy with you. Okay, well, one, F you boosters, because if you really care that much, that's dumb. Two, do you want to win basketball games or not? Like, we're just trying to get good people here, and you're worried about what they look like. So that sounds like a personal problem that they have to get over. Eventually they do, but here we are currently. So... These players have to get to know each other, obviously. They're going to be playing on a basketball team. They need to bond. So the first time that they're kind of talking to each other is before practice even starts. And they're getting lunch in, I guess, a cafeteria at El Paso. And they were kind of all talking about, like, where they were from, making judgment calls, and, like, assuming someone's from a certain part of New York and they're not. That was, like, an issue. And so, you know, at this point, you would think they would have, like, a physical altercation or, like, a food fight or something there in a cafeteria. 
But then they just start throwing milk cartons and trash cans because they're like, I'm the better forward. I'm the starting forward. And then it turns into a whole basketball game, like in the cafeteria of El Paso, where they're just like playing basketball with food items and milk cartons. Which, honestly, the scene is kind of fun. It's better than like a big old fist fight. But then eventually the coaches come and disrupt it and are saying like, this is, you're being dumb. Stop doing this. So at that point, the last person to enter this team is David Latin. He is from Houston. He's a gigantic man. He is so tall. I think they said he was like 6'8 or something. I believe it. He's huge. Um, so yeah. So then they start practicing. And I like this. At this point, I really like this movie. And I don't know how long this is. This might be like 30 minutes into this movie. And I'm really enjoying it. Which is saying something because usually it takes me like a pretty long time to um, get involved, I guess, in a movie. But at this point, I, I'm very interested in what's going on. Okay. So they have their for practice and it's it's fine. A lot of fundamental situations. Haskins explains himself as fundamental discipline defensive basketball. That's how he plays. Um, at one point, I want to say it's Bobby Joe, but it could have been someone else, makes fun of, just like adds a little remark about how he used to call it or coach girls basketball, so they're like, how hard is this going to be? Um, but then he actually whips their butt in practice by the amount of like drills and stuff that they have to do. Um, so he learned from his mistakes. If anything, they just, okay, they learned from their mistakes, but also they didn't, because they know that if Haskins finds out about them doing anything they're really not supposed to, he will have consequences for it, which moves me to the next part of this movie, is Haskins is like, no girls, no booze, be on your best behavior, and they really do the opposite of that, um, so they all go to, like, a local bar, restaurant area, I guess, in El Paso, and it's, they obviously stick out, like, sore thumbs, because they're, like, six, five black guys in El Paso, Texas, um, and one line is, someone says, okay, just smile and look like a Mexican, and then someone else says, I'm six, three, and then he says, then look like three Mexicans, so that was kind of funny, but also pushing the line a little bit, I think. Anyways, they get drunk, they party it up, and they feel horrible the next day at morning practice. So, Haskins, being a smart man, makes them run, because you're, he's like, oh, so you're not going to follow my rules? Time to run! So they're dumb. Obviously, this is very much at the early part of the season, but they're kind of dumb. And honestly, why in every sports movie athletes get so mad about like their drills not being like shooting a basketball or throwing a football or I don't know other things like that when if you don't have the fundamentals fundamentals down in the sport you're not gonna be very good example a live love Purdue basketball however we would really need to work on our free throws like all the time and that is a fundamental part now that is shooting basketball yes but there's a lot of other things that go into being in shape, being prepared for any sport that's not just, like, the singular action that you're doing while you're playing that sport. I digress. So, a player that is 
pretty pivotal in this movie is Neil Neville Shedd. Um, he's a tall guy, but he's he's pretty thin, um, and I feel like he doesn't know how to use his body for like his advantage in the game. And so Haskins gets very frustrated with this, and they kind of gave them a very hard time. It's like you're leaving. Like I don't want you to play basketball here anymore. Which that was like the right amount of motivation he needed, and then he got much better. So, finally, we're playing basketball. Home opener. Um, They introduce some of the starters. They are white. They get applause. Then you start introducing the black players. They get no applause besides their coaches. And that is messed up. That's just so messed up. I can't even imagine that. But I will continue. Um, They go, it goes okay. Nothing superb. Probably could have gone much better. Um yeah it was average Haskins is frustrated because they're just like not listening to how he wants to play the game I think so they're all like trying to figure it out so um I think I would like to take this moment to mention of course the coach's wife as I love to do because she's queen she's played by Emily Deschanel and she's very supportive um and she just handles all this fantastically Go you, Mrs. Haskins. Okay, so we continue, and Bobby Joe is spotted with a girl, Tina. She's cool, um, but as Haskins said, no girls. So he punishes Bobby Joe, and he does this by making him run a bunch of steps at the Texas Western football stadium. Now, in my personal opinion, the football stadium is very large for a school their size. But I guess if I learned anything from Friday Night Lights, this is Texas. This is Texas football. It might be a small D1 college, but it is a D1 Texas college. So their stadium's probably going to be better than I think. So Bobby Joe has to run all of those drills. And yes. So next game, they play Iowa who starts to squash them because these boys still are not connecting like super well and personally i never think that you should mess with the big 10 basketball just don't do it you're that's a recipe for disaster however texas western starts to rally and it gets fun basketball playing gets fun um there's a conversation and say with bobby joe and i think it's bobby joe and Haskins, and it's like, you can play your game, but you also play my game. Not really sure exactly what that means, but it works. Um, and then they win the game on a buzzer beater. So exciting. Um, I think it's like a little bit of like, they want to play more aggressively than Haskins likes them to play, like less disciplined, but he also like wants them to play as a team, I think was what that conversation meant. And it works. It works great. Um, enter classic sports movie montage time here. Um, They go on a plethora of wins, home, away. It's exciting. It's fun. This is the good time. This is the rewarding part of being good at basketball, being good at a sport. Um, However, this little fun tour gets derailed when Shed gets assaulted in a restaurant. Um, There's snow. I don't remember what city it was, but um, they were... Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, And then... 
they come home and Mrs. Haskins is getting threats about like how could you be supportive of this black team and they're not using these this language they're being obviously much worse um but it's a lot and then also at this time scoops which is willie cager last name is definitely cager unfamiliar with the first name has heart issues there's a very very fancy name for this but basically his heart is too big and he's getting heart murmurs um this is true this is an actual thing that happened in real life as well um and so he can really only play in limited shifts of time at this point the coach doesn't want him to play at all um but he's like still practicing still on the team and they're gonna figure it out because he is still important and actually extremely vital part of the team okay so Texas Western is obviously starting to get more attention because they're beating names, they're beating people, and it's not like by a point, they're doing great. They're killing it. Um, Haskins gets some media attention. He's asked, what kind of statement are you making by playing so many black players? And he just says, I'm not basketball, I'm the basketball coach, I'm not making statements. Um, Yeah. This is also when you meet Adolf Rupp. Um, the UK basketball coach, which I will discuss later. Anyways, as we continue these games in the season, it's getting more competitive. It's getting tougher. We're getting closer to the NCAA tournament. You know how it is. Very bad race relations at this point, where they're going to schools that give them absolutely garbage welcome. Um, by garbage welcome, they're literally throwing garbage at them because they don't like them so much because that's so messed up um but they still crush it they still crush it they're doing amazing because they're talented basketball players no matter what they look like the whole team it's good it's great they know exactly what they're doing they're smart they have a good teamwork um the team they do have one like really large white guy who kind of reminds me of Evan Boudreaux if you know you know um and I feel like a lot of teams just have that stable guy they're just really large and they kind of don't look like a basketball player but then they're actually like really good that's the only way I can describe this man anyways um they then have this game versus Seattle um and this is when some some team morale is definitely low because they've dealt with so much just like racism and hatred and just issues on the road that the team starts to kind of fight each other because the black players are not trusting the white players because they think every white guy is the same even though they've like been on this team together and that's like never been expressed since the beginning of their time together but things happen and it's just becoming a lot a lot and so that is then affects how they're playing the game so at this point i get a little confused on the timeline but i think at this point we're in the ncaa tournament and then all of a sudden it's like the regional championship and i'm like oh okay so this is versus kansas as we all know or surprise you're knowing now kansas is a basketball powerhouse typically feel like they weren't last year but maybe i'm making that up um this is an important game this is the game you know before the championship 
Um, this is when Cager's mom, the one with heart issues, convinces Haskin to let him play, even if it's just for a little bit. And thank God, because he saves his, he saves his game. And this is a close game the entire time, and they get sent to overtime. Um, and then in that overtime, Latin gets a tech for hanging on the rim, so then Kansas gets two free throws, and then they make both of them, and they go to second overtime. And then Kansas tries to hit a last-minute um, bucket, basket, what? Um, and they step in line, so it's a count. So it's 81-80, double OT win for Kansas. That sends them to Kentucky next. Incredible. So good. It's very exciting. I wish when I described these games, it's much more exciting to watch. Like, I can't tell you how a movie game is going to the best of my ability. Just watch watch the movie. That's the best I can tell you. Um, so we are now at the NCAA Division One championship game versus Kentucky. And they're really milking this classic Cinderella story. In no way did anyone think that Texas Western College was going to be in this final game versus Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, probably easy money, no issues getting to this place. So before this game actually begins, because of all of the racism and just absolute prejudice that is being accused and treated, I'm not saying the words right here, but you know what I mean, towards his black athletes, um, he decides to only play, only start his black players. Now, obviously, the white guy's on the team, and I think there was one Hispanic, Latino, one Latino on the team, and they will not be playing in this game because Haskins is like, you know what, I am going to make a statement because I'm absolutely so tired of dealing with this. He's like, it's not even like me, but like, I'm tired of you all dealing with this. So he's going to say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to fix that to an extent. And they only play back athletes. So we're playing aggressive. We're getting after it. Haskins tells um, David Latin, he's like, as soon as you get the ball, go dunk it. Just do it. And so tip off, Texas Western gets the ball, gets to David Latin, and boom, baby, dunk goes in. So that was not the proper use of boom, baby, but I am using it here for excitement purposes. So that was fun. We're starting the game fun. And then the UK gets starts to get a little nervous. However, then one of our players goes down. So then Cager has to come in. Now, that's a little nerve-wracking during due to his, you know, medical condition, but he's not going to play basketball after this game, so they work with it. Um, or I actually don't know that. He could have continued, like, on a different season. I don't know if he's a senior or not, but he has to come in, play, does well. Again, extremely useful. Um, the movie kind of portrays them going back and forth and, like, lead changes the whole entire game. Um, eventually we'd love we'd love it they win they wouldn't make a movie about this team unless they won just saying um and the just it's amazing and there's just so much excitement and it's good music and it's the individual shots close-ups and um all the good stuff and neville shed goes mama i'm a national champion 
I'm a national champion. And you know what? I wish I could ever experience, I'm never going to like experience that euphoric feeling of winning a championship like that. I'm 22 years old, about to graduate college. Now I have to find like a job. I can't be like a collegiate athlete winning the NCAA tournament. That sounds so fun. Bucket list item. Just kidding. That's impossible to get. But maybe Purdue will get it this year, knock on wood. And I can technically be connected in that way. But I'm not going to feel what those guys felt. And at this point, this is an extremely monumental thing. Because not only was the first time that a team started only black athletes and then they won the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship game in 1966. Like, come on. That's crazy. And that's why they made a movie about it. And that's why Don Haskins has an autobiography. And that's why this is one of the probably most, one of the more, if not most monumental game in terms of who's playing basketball in college. So glad they made this movie because otherwise I wouldn't have probably known this. I know I've heard about it, but not to the extent of the layers. You know, the players, the personalities, the history of the situation. Um, You can actually watch this game on the NCAA website if you just like Google Texas Western versus Kentucky 1966. Um, You can watch it. Um, I haven't watched all of it, but I have seen some clips. Um, So, post-credits or credits explain what a few of this play, the players did. A lot of them stayed local in El Paso. David Latin and Neville Shedd actually went to the NBA. Shedd was an assistant coach for Haskins at one point, which is very interesting because I feel like Shedd and Haskins didn't always see eye to eye. Um, but this is a movie, so it could have been completely different. Um, Bobby Joe married Tina, the girl that he met in the movie, or in real life, but the girl that he was associated with early in the movie. Um, but he did pass away in 2002, um, in the area, and thousands of people went to his, um, funeral, um, but he's, like, known as a very pivotal person in their history of El Paso. Um, Haskins was inducted to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame in 1997. Adolph Rupp, which was the coach for Kentucky, um, he recruited UK's first black player before stepping out in 1972 with 876 wins, which is the eighth of all time Division I basketball coaches, like most winningest coaches. Um, And then finally, the movie wraps up with the Texas Western versus University of Kentucky game is said to be one of the greatest episodes of all time and one of the most important basketball games of all time, which I think that nails, pretty much nails it on the head of probably actually how pivotal this game was to the history of basketball or college basketball specifically. And I feel like not a lot of people know about it, or maybe I've just been living under a rock and a lot more people know about it than I thought, but I feel like I could be wrong. Anyways, let's move to some production elements here. So, it was released in January 13th, 2006. It's a Walt Disney Pictures. You can watch it on Disney Plus in case you're interested. Um, And most of it was filmed at UTEP 
um, or UT El Paso in various high school gyms, including El Paso High School, as well as Booker T. Washington High School. The lunch scene that I referred to earlier was filmed in that high school, which was the first high school built for African Americans in New Orleans. Um, so nice history connected there. So there's always some controversy in some some sports movies, especially when some of the dialogue in this movie is very accusatory. Um, and they're like actual names of colleges on these people. So the first was um, the UK coach was, which is Adolf Rupp, was kind of displayed as racist a little bit when discussing the press conferences and like who was on Texas Western's team and he wasn't respectful at all. When in reality, um, the UK basketball program was helpful with the integration of black athletes in sports in men's basketball. He was actually the first coach, as I mentioned earlier, to um, recruit a black athlete into the Kentucky men's basketball program. Um, and they were one of the first SEC teams to play teams that had more black athletes and things like that. So they actually did pretty decent in that area, despite what the movie portrays. Um, additionally, there is a scene or a couple scenes in this film when um, one of their hotel rooms is absolutely trashed. Um, it's some of the athletes' room. They have, like, fake blood on the wall um, that says, like, KKK and just, like, absolutely terrifying. Um, so that was after the game with East Texas State. Um, and also at that game, the fans were ridiculous and being extremely aggressive and throwing things at the players and just being ridiculous and aggressive in every way possible. Um, so East Texas State won an apology because those things were kind of being connected to East Texas State. Um, but Disney literally just said, no, the movie's just documentary, so it's not real. So people won't connect the two. Now, was East Texas State very happy about that? Absolutely not. They literally just pushed it off the side. But that was their answer. So, obviously, um, this is based on a true story. It's heavily developed from Don Haskins' autobiography, which is named Glory Road, I believe. Um, it was true that he was a basketball coach for the girls' team at Benj Benjamin High School in Texas. Um, he was also the men's coach. He was also a teacher. Um, he started at Texas Western in 1961-1962 season. His last team was in 1999. I think they went to the tournament 17 times, I want to say. i got to fact check myself on this. Um, let's count. Oh my gosh. They went in... 1963, 64, 66 when they won. 67, 70, 75, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, and 92. And that's when he was coach. Um, someone count that for me and tell me what that was because I'm not going to count right now. Anyways, he's ranked 30th in the NCAA Division One as the most winningest coach with 719 wins. Um, he's the first coach to ever start only black players um and they had like all the players correct in the film i can read their names again i what well, they are david latin bobby Joe hill will willie cager willie worsley 
Jerry Armstrong, Orson Artist, Neville Shedd, Harry Flor- Flournoy, Togo R- Rally, Rally, Louis Bodone, Nick- Dick Myers, and David Palacio. And they are all pretty much portrayed in the film to some extent. A few of them are more focused than others. I mentioned their names more. Um, some things that were not correct. Probably a lot of things. I feel like this movie is definitely very dramatized just with some of the things that they have to include to can like keep the story going and dialogue and things like that. Um, but one of like the most just like biggest discrepancies is like the games that they were playing in the NCAA tournament. So they have the regional championship versus Kansas, but they actually played Utah and won 85-78 in the final four to advance the championship. Um, Additionally, in the final game versus Kentucky, once the Miners hit 16 and 11, they never trailed again. Um, And if you watch the movie, they portray the movie like it's back and forth, back and forth. Um, But you can watch the actual game, and they pretty much stay a consistent lead. Um, Obviously, that's not as exciting to put in a movie, so that's probably why they did that. But it's cool to know that they pretty much were winning that game the whole time. Um, yeah, so those were, like, pretty much the only things I could find, um, that discussed the movie more and its accuracy. There was some mixed reviews from critics. Um, there was one review that it was not a great, like, it's not a super memorable sports movie, but it's good, and I would agree with that. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 56%, but I'm gonna give it a 7.5 out of 10 so 75% because it's a really great story I think it's important to know I think if you like college basketball and definitely how it is like today you need to know this story like you do um I think the acting is pretty good um obviously some things are dramatized but I think it's pretty solid I think Josh Lucas does a really good job as that coach great soundtrack I mean, this is the 1960s we're talking about, so incredible classics are in here. Um, it is a bit long of parts. The movie is two hours long. It could be shorter if you cut some things out um, or speed some things up a little bit, but yeah. I would watch again, and I would recommend, personally. Um, it won an SB Award in 2006 for Best Sports, Mil- Best Sports Films, as well as nominated for a few others. The budget was $30 million and the box office was $42.9 million. Um, so it did fairly well, based even though it had like some mixed reviews. But if you've not seen this movie, if you've not heard about this movie, I suggest you watch it. We're in college basketball season now, so if you, the college basketball game isn't on, watch this instead to get your fix. It's good. It's a good movie. I liked it a lot, and I'm glad I watched it and found this movie because I think it's a little bit of a hidden gem. Is it the best movie in the world? No. But I'd watch it again. So, there you go. So, that was Glory Road, released in 2006. Um, yeah. So, happy basketball season. Um, happy almost football season is over, even though it's really sad. And I went to my last game as a student, but we're not going to talk about that because then I will get emotional. 
So with that, have a great week. Have a great one. I'll see you next week. Peace out.